You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable and fixed blade knives and game processing kits. Now, in my bag this year, I had the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit. It comes in a very compact, handy carrying case, and one handle has the replaceable blade knife and the gutting blade. The other handle has the saw that comes with it. So, I use the saw to split the pelvis and I use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out, right? So uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple, very easy, and the the knife is sharp. And uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife, we all know how much that sucks. So um, take a look at the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit and uh, head on over to OutdoorEdge.com and enter the discount code NATION30. That's NATION30 for 30% savings on your purchase. All right, y'all, here's the deal. Go Wild has partnered with us here at Southern Ground Hunting to make life a whole lot easier for you guys. So I get a lot of questions um, on social media, uh, on YouTube, and things like that about the gear that I use. We are extremely excited to announce that we're going to be working with Go Wild to make it easy for you to see a complete list of the gear that we use here at Southern Ground hunting so all you have to do is you have to go download go wild it's a free social media app um, and it's a community for hunters where i have put together a list of all of the gear that i use all you have to do is look up parker mcdonald once you create your account go wild is also just a fun place to hang out and chat with other hunters other outdoorsmen you can find tips and you can actually buy all of this gear through go wild and actually you can get a a 10% discount if you use the code all lowercase all one word southern ground when you purchase there at go wild so join me hundreds of thousands of other hunters on go wild the download link is in the show notes and you can find it there again that's all lowercase all one word southern ground and that will save you 10% off of your gear purchases on the go wild hunting app Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. 
You're wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. All right. Well, Drew, welcome back. I know. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but it's good to be back. Um, not really on purpose. You were supposed to be co-hosting with us on the the public land hangout with yep. Wes and Jamie. Sorry and I missed that. I heard, I've heard nothing but good things from there. Dude, it was a blast. We had a good time. I think everybody who was there had a good time. Podcast was great. It was. Um, I know, I know it's, it's always difficult when you have a huge room like that and you're trying to get guys to talk talk into a mic and they just want to talk but so yeah. the, so the audio i mean was really good considering but man the the knowledge and everything there was uh i, I enjoyed it went, went back and listened to it and it was good yeah i thought it was i thought it turned out it turned out great lots of good information there um <clears throat> but like you said uh i think Michael Perry, we always are having to get him to like actually talk in his mic and yeah. talk louder. Nobody yeah. can hear what the guy has to say. I mean, he's... and no one wants to hear what Michael Perry wants to say. He all he does is just kill big deer. So nobody wants to hear what he has yeah, to say. Yeah, nobody's actually listening. No, <laughs> uh, no. I thought it, it turned out pretty cool. But we had that one, and then uh, uh, what did we do last week? Wait, that was that. That was, was last week. Yeah, was. that was last week. All right. Um, my days, you know what happens whenever you, uh, you start working, you, you become self-employed is you lose track of the everything days. runs together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know is today. Today's Wednesday. Right? Today is Wednesday. Yes. I just get so like, I get so lost. Like yesterday, almost all day yesterday, I felt like it was Thursday for whatever <laughs> dumb reason. I felt like yesterday was Thursday. And so I just been struggling, like, especially so I went to North Dakota Last week, yes, um, went up to North Dakota for three days. Uh, met Greg, Ernie, Cam, and uh, those are the tethered guys, and then um, the guy that owned the property that we're actually going to be hunting. And uh, dude, this property's huge. It's like I know you told me it was like twelve thousand acres, gosh, or something like that. No. I actually originally thought it was bigger than that, but <clears throat> twelve thousand acres in North Dakota. And the crazy thing is, this dude um, that owns it. Super nice guy. He uh, he told me, or told me and Greg at one point that he didn't inherit any of that property. Like it was not family land. He bought all of it. He's just an entrepreneur. Like you look at him, and he's a farmer. He looks like a farmer. He acts like a farmer. But what's going on inside his head <laughs> for making money is insane. Like yeah. he's he's a really smart guy. But so this huge piece of property. Um, I was originally expecting, like I was, I was going to go hunt public land up there. Cause you know, I mean, public land in North Dakota mm-hmm. is still pretty dang good. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so Greg calls me one day. He's like, Hey, why don't you just come hunt with us in the, on our, on our place that we're getting up there. I was like, sweet. Works for me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Works for me. Um, so I was actually able to get a, a round trip flight for like two hundred and seventy five bucks. 
Nice. The tag there is like 270, I think, is what it ends up being altogether. Yeah. So when you think about that. So you're almost under 500 bucks for yeah, going for travel literally across the, na- across the nation. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, a guy a guy could go hunt public land for that. I mean, you got to get a rental truck and whatever, mm-hmm. but you can make it work and, and potentially be under a grand yeah. to go on hunt. I mean, it was, uh, it was a really cool like it really cool uh place um but kind of going into that uh, i wanted to take just a minute we 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 usually have tons of time to be able to do this Mm -hmm. an episode like this uh but it really just hasn't worked out we've been so booked up and right trying to make schedules work has been kind of tough but we've always tried to do an episode where we just talk about our upcoming season Mm -hmm. and some of our plans yeah going into it and we get in a little bit of a little bit of tactic talk in that mm-hmm. as far as you know what we're going to be where we're going to be hunting what we plan on implementing yeah. there uh, maybe stuff that we've learned last year or something yeah. like that so um we were able to make it work this morning and like uh, it like yeah. it like it hey did, did you see in arizona i know it's been a while what are your thoughts on that whole trail cam ban over in arizona I don't know, man. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of dumpy. I think, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, I mean, obviously, they're they're they're. Uh, let me look it up real quick. But I I would think that their intention in banning these trail cameras is has something to do with fairness, fair chase. Yeah. Or something like that. Here we go. Here's here's an article. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence with it, honestly. Just in the sense of one, I don't like government telling me what I can and can't do, you know, or like taking something from me. So on that end, I'm like I'm I'm not about it. But on the other side of it, like it's 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 not. Uh, I know Parker, we were talking earlier before you pressed record. It's not like these trail cameras are given CWD. You know, they're not emitting CWD, so they're not like. Hurting the deer population. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it, Well, how many, like, I can think of more people who run trail cameras and don't kill a lot of deer. Right. Like, the, the it's quote unquote, so here's what they say, okay? Here's mm-hmm. what Arizona says, or this article anyways. I don't know that's necessarily the state of Arizona. Um, one of the main reasons for banning of trail cameras is because they violate the fair chase do- doctrine which pays respect to the traditions of hunting and angling by emphasizing the development of an individual's skills rather than reliance on practices or technologies that overwhelm the quarry's ability to elude detection or take. Yeah. According to the Arizona Game and Fish Department uh, website. Yeah. Um, they also determined that trail cameras do not respect natural resources other hunters, landowners, wildlife, northern North American model of wildlife conservation, a set of principles used by the United States in governing conservation efforts. So, North American model of wildlife conservation, and I, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to like try to act like I completely know what I'm talking about because I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would imagine that's kind of a dated thing. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, whenever that was developed, there probably wasn't trail cameras. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so I, 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 basically my point is I don't think that trail cameras really aid in the killing of that deer. No. 
It it, it doesn't. I mean, no. It 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 can. It I that was stupid because it can. You can start well, getting not, a pattern. Not, not in the killing of it, in the locating of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but just because you, I mean, and, and all of us that have trail cams, even if they're not like, you know, like the cell cams, you know, we've we've all had a big deer on camera. And, yeah. and, and some of us have just gotten married to the camera. I know I was, I am that person and, and can still get that way where, dude, you see a big deer, you're just like, oh man, I'm going to sit here. Yeah, I got one picture of him in like two years, you know? <laughs> and so instead of using the camera going, okay, where's he coming from? And then, so, but you also still got to set up, still got to execute the shot. You still got to have a lot of things go in your favor to actually harvest the animal, you know? And so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of on the fence with it in in the sense of, um, like, I can understand the fair chase part of it to an extent. I'll also say this, though. I still plan to go out and buy trail cameras. <laughs> so, you know, um, um, I just, it, it, it was just an interesting um, um update that happened with all that but once again i'm not a fan of someone telling me you know especially the government saying this is what you can and can't do types type stuff i think i think if it was if it was limited to cell cameras i would even understand it a little bit more Mm -hmm. because cell cameras can be used in the killing of an animal right you know what i mean if you've especially if you're a rifle hunter um if you've got a gun and you're on the property, and you get a picture. I know of people who mm-hmm. will try to walk up over there if they get a picture of a deer and try to kill it right there. Right. So I mean, I even understand that somewhat, um, but at the same time, the tag's a tag, right? Like if you, somebody goes, paid the money if for somebody's it. paid the money for that for that tag, and they're legally hunting, the state should have an at least uh, if, if if there's if the population is good enough if the deer population mm-hmm. is good enough to uh, to sell a certain number of tags and the tag's the tag right you know what I mean which, so, which I think the tag does more for conservation than than a trail camera does yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying and just then the, then the banning of a trail camera does right, for talk, conservation right, yeah right. I agree I think it's dumb I mean honestly if I just had to put something on i think it's really dumb mm-hmm. and um uncalled for and i don't know all of the specifics about it i don't use trail cameras very much either mm-hmm. like to me um i kind of like the element of surprise right and, and figuring out deer and I, if i right. had if i had to put i'd have to have so many cameras mm-hmm. to get a camera in all the places that i want to hunt you right. know what i mean um, I could definitely see the advantage, or I mean, or the, the yeah, the advantage of using one in certain situations, or in in a lot of situations. A lot of people love them, mm-hmm. but I, I guess to get at my point that I was talking about earlier, I know more people. Like, how many times you've been sitting on an Alabama Deer Hunter Facebook page and you see all these pictures of big deer on camera and the and nobody's killing them, right? Because you you still have to know how to. Right, how to, how to how to kill them? How to hunt? <laughs> yeah, you know, and and most people, I mean, what, what, there's there's a statistic somewhere that's a, a certain percentage of people kill one deer a season mm-hmm. of hunters, even smaller percentage right. kills two, two three, smaller, multiple, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you kind of 
like there's a very small population of people of hunters that are killing more than one deer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like it, the same would be could be said for bucks too. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I just don't think I just, most people. I just thought we 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 haven't touched on it on the podcast just because like you said our schedules have been so here there and everywhere and um yeah because this isn't this isn't this isn't new new it's uh i think it's new this summer this was written yeah june 26th yeah so um it was it's summer news but not not anything you know super new most people probably heard about it by now overall i think it's dumb uh i am i would love to know what the people of arizona think about it that's that that's my thought too is I mean, because they're, they're the ones affected by it, mm-hmm. you know. And their their hunting style is different than ours as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more um, brush country. I've only, I've only been there one time, but I I, I went to Phoenix um, one time, and there's not a whole lot of trees there. No, it's right? it's which in the, I, I'm guessing they don't have a lot of whitetails. They've got coos deer, probably some muleys, cows deer. Or, However you want to say yeah, it. Yeah, cows, coos. Coos, whatever. Coos. Coos. Cows. Let's call them cow steer. Cow steer. That sounds better. Um, but they got elk there, javelina, probably muleys. Maybe some type of bighorns or something. Probably. Yeah, probably. So, so all these things, like... I don't know. It just seems I don't know much about the the cow steer, coos deer. I don't know how they. I, I've watched a lot of people hunt them on videos, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to be like a like like a home range type deer. You know, they're they're a lot more like mule deer, spread out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're a lot more finicky from what I've seen in videos. Yeah. Anything to hunt. So, and I haven't seen a lot of people hunting them like over. Like in spots, no, you know what I mean. Like in a blind, or yeah. like most people are out glassing. Yeah, you know that's yeah. I, maybe maybe that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what people do on YouTube. But really, people there are hunting them like we hunt whitetails. Yeah, but which I think they're 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 a type of subspecies mm-hmm. of whitetail, yeah. right? They're they're like a like kind of the same thing as like a key deer in Florida. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's what I think. I mean, from all my vast knowledge of biology. In 10th grade. So speaking of trail cameras, uh, we hung like 13 or 14 trail cameras, cell mm-hmm. cameras in North Dakota. And so I'm on a, a group chat with these guys. And <laughs> He's blowing up. <laughs> Ernie, just, Ernie just sent another picture of a, of a little eight point. But the thing about these deer is their bodies are so freaking big. Yeah. That you can't really tell how big the antlers are. Because you look at it and you're like, oh, that's probably a 80 inch deer, 90 inch deer. But really... Um, it's not. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Really, it's probably like a 115 inch. Yeah, we're not. We're not used to seeing the body, uh, -uh. size down here. No, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, at least the consistent body size. Uh You know what I'm saying? So, so, all right, Drew. So we're starting hunting next weekend. I'm telling you, man. I'm. It's almost like hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Every every year, though, the last two years or three years, um, with this Tennessee velvet, man, I. You just can't, you just can't believe it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up, been shooting my bow, getting it all dialed in, getting it ready to go. Um, Same. And uh, I know, man, you've been shooting. I mean, you cut your finger. I cut my finger open, dude. There's like a little flap on my I finger know, right there. 
and it's in a really inconvenient spot. Yes, it is. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, read my kids a book before bed last night, and I flipped the page, and it would just catch on it, catch on uh, it, and tear woo. it right open. Woo. I got blood on their book. Ugh, I love it. I love um, it. I love it. So, so we're we're gonna start in start in Tennessee um, with the velvet hunt. Um, I got a little spot not far from here, um, little forty acre private piece that I can I can go hunt, and then. Man, uh, what's your arrow setup? What's your what's your weight this year? Four thousand grains? No, I'm actually keeping. It's it's funny. Um, I'm keeping my same arrow weight, eight hundred and seventy. Jesus. But I went to a sixty pound bow this year, and so I was shooting a seventy pound bow last year. Went a sixty pound this year, <clears throat> and I mean I can almost outrun it on uh, on some shots. You know, so um, it's it it's it's awesome. You, but, took, you just took it to the extreme, like you. I did. You you were one of those. What's your FOC? Do you know, like, I think thirty five. I think it's right around thirty. Yeah, jeez, dude, I think. that's insane. Um and, um yeah, man, I I don't know. I I just I'm 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 not one of those guys just to kind of ease into something. I'm either like full out or full in. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. when I went down the heavy arrow deal. People were like, yeah, 550. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, if 550 is good, then it and 870 better, you know? And so, um, so yeah. You just made a lot of people mad that listen to this. You just pissed them off. I didn't good. piss them off. I'm just saying, if, <laughs> if, 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 if 550 is good, it and 870 better, you know? And, um, and, and so I was out, actually out shooting with the guy, um, at the range. And actually, it was two young high school kids. And uh, they walked in. They had they were target shooters, and you could tell. I mean, they had, I mean, really nice bows and everything. And they were they were on man. They were they were um, ten ring and twelve ring, just about everything. And so I'd set my bow down, and I walked away for just a second. And that one of them picked up my arrow, and they didn't know I was like watching them. And they picked up, and they went, "Oh my god!" You know, like they were. <laughs> and so I like walked up, and they were like, "Is this yours?" I was like, yeah. They're like, well, how much? How much does that thing weigh? I'm like, well, a broadhead weighs 300 grains, and they're like, that almost weighs more than my whole arrow, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, but I had great success with it last year, so I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep on with it this year. And I also picked up a trad bow this year too, and so I've been practicing out in the yard with it. Sweet. I know uh, you you your typical shooting is. Do you are you like an under 25? <laughs> yeah, I the, I have never. I've never shot at a deer over 25 yards. Like my my furthest archery shot's been 25, and um and so now um and with the setup I got now, if he's at 35 and he's and he, he and he's on alert, I'm probably not going to take that shot mm-hmm. just because of my arrow setup. And you know some people might be like, well, you know that that limits you or whatever. And there and there are guys that shoot shoot at deer 35 yards consistently. I know down here, at least with the way that we hunt and how thick it is down here, I don't have a whole lot of 35 yard shots or shot opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so I just went with a, a heavy arrow setup last year and it worked really well. I put uh, three does on the ground. I never knew what hit them, went through both shoulders and out the other side and stuck in the ground, you mm-hmm. know? So like, I'm, well, it definitely, I'm happy it, with it. it definitely is proven, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, the, there are issues, I think, with trajectory and mm-hmm. your, you know, those longer shots. At 20 yards, though, I mean, 20 yards is 20 yards. Yeah, it's, like hitting, it, with, it's like hitting with an axe. And the, and the majority of shots are even closer than 20, 
20 yards a lot. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of times. Mo- most of my shots have been closer than 20. Uh, I have taken some longer shots. My furthest shot that I killed a deer, uh, that I hit the deer, was 36 yards. Mm-hmm. That was last year. Yeah. Um, then I killed him. He piled up quick. Yeah. It just sliced through him like dead butter. Yeah. I watched that video again yesterday. So I put out another vi- uh, a new video, kind of recap, recap just highlights yeah. of the season from last year. And so I was watching some of that old footage, and yeah. I watched that one, which that, that footage isn't great because uh, I wasn't zoomed in on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I actually thought I was, and I just wasn't uh, zoomed in on him. So I had to – it's real grainy. Yeah, because I just blew up the, the footage. But yeah, um, I mean you can see that arrow. It just, <laughs> you know, and just when it hits him, you know, we're used to you're used to that slap. Yeah, sound especially he was quarter two. I shot him, like, right in front of the shoulder. It exited behind the opposite shoulder. Perfect shot actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're used to like especially on that type of shot, like a whack. You know, like yep. it's slapping because the mechanical head. When it opens up, it slaps basically, yeah. and uh, this one just was like, yeah, it's 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 a thump. It, it, it's, it's not a thwack. It's a thump. It was just and it, and you see the arrow come out the other yeah. side, and it's just when I went up to it, dude, it covered in blood. The deer was dead in sixty yards. I think is how far he ran. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, uh, probably as the crow flies less than that. But yeah, um, I know, man that that video got me jacked up for this season, dude. Like I I I had made a comment. Too. Um, um, on Instagram or 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 Facebook because uh, Midwest Whitetail decided to dump all their season, which yeah. I I can appreciate, you yeah. know, because um, you know, that's jump- like that's like a new series coming out on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so I was like, I I made the comment. I'm like, man, these videos get me jacked up to fling an arrow, and dude, that's happening potentially next week. Yeah, you know, and so. Oh man! So, are you going back to the same area this year, or, uh, or are you going to try something different? I'm changing some stuff. So, uh, like I said last year, um, if anybody has been was following Southern Ground last year, watched the video from the Velvet Hunt last year, we kind of got screwed over by the state, it, sort of. And it Mother Nature, up, yeah, and Mother Nature, <laughs> but but the state really <clears throat> messed me up. So I went and scouted a, a place. Um, called Tennessee, called the headquarters for this specific area, and I was like, I was like, just just making sure that right. I can go hunt it. And every single time, absolutely, absolutely, you can go hunt it. I'm like, so if I get and if I'm out in a bean field shooting deer in a bean field in August in this area, I'm not going to be in trouble for it, right? And they're like, no, that's you, you're there. So I scouted this area three times, I think, drove. Mm-hmm. Drove out there, wasn't a quick trip, you know. I yeah. mean, it was four hours one way to get there. Scouted it, was really confident yeah. in what I'd found. Very confident, like like real confident. Like mm-hmm. I would have killed a deer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I, I, there was no doubt that I was going to have opportunity to kill deer. Well, two days before the hunt, the state put out a thing that had all the places you could hunt or whatever, and the, it was – that place wasn't on it called them they're like oh yeah we couldn't get it approved in time well (laughs) all my scouting just goes out the window we have to make a last minute call worked out great for adam cruz killed a giant killed a giant on the first day out there that was awesome in a tornado in a yeah in a 
yeah, tornado warnings, Hurricane Laura coming through and all that worked out great. This year, uh, I'm definitely changing mm-hmm. up. I've gotten a lot of comments, people reaching out about that area, people mm-hmm. who hunt that area where he killed that deer. And probably a lot of it is people just trying to get people out of their areas. But even the game warden there said, he was like, dude, he's like, that's a that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. He's like, those that deer, that caliber of deer does not exist often out right. here. Like, you, you guys just did something that doesn't happen yeah. here. And most people who reached out to me have said the exact same thing. And honestly, me and Jonah scouted that whole, just about like a ton of that WMA, and we didn't find hardly anything good. Right. Like, it was... It was not great, yeah. You know, and so uh, probably yeah, not going to go back you. there. Uh, my buddy Taylor, Bill Pot, mm-hmm. he uh, he went up to a couple areas, um, and we're going to be hunting together. He went up last week while I was in North Dakota. He mm-hmm. went up and scouted some. We're going to be hunting together, and we've actually got some pretty cool uh, ideas, <laughs> like some water access ideas. Yeah. Uh, what we can assume is that pressure is going to be worse this year than it ever has been because the more content that gets created about this hunt, the more people are like, well, I want to go do that, you know? And, and the more people that have podcasts like what we're having right now, mm -hmm. you know, talk about it with, um, it's the the, the word has gotten out and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's not easy though. And I think that's the, I think that's the misconception for people is they, they see the content that's like, Oh, big bucks running around everywhere. But it's just not that way. It's not easy hunting. You still are yeah. having to work and and, and it's, figure it out. And, and normally it's, it's stupid hot. It's hot. Like, I was telling uh I was who was I talking to? Um Oh, it was, I was talking to Taylor the other day and uh he was talking about like, you know, we could it's a long walk, we could walk back here in this area. Yeah. Um it's it's tough, it's thick, it's long it's a long ways, but we could get there. <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm like, and I asked him, I was like, have you ever done an early season, like like the early season hunt anywhere, any type of velvet deer hunt or anything, Kentucky? And he was like, no, I haven't. I was like, well, I'm just going to tell you, it's not fun. Like, it's hard. Yeah, you need to bring your tick spray and your yeah. snake guards. And, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, so it's definitely not. But it is, I mean, it is a really cool opportunity. And, and um, you Yeah, know. you get to kill a you get to chase a deer. I think it's in a cool model. In the South. If if other states will look at it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like because it, it, it's just three days. That's, that's all it is. You know, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and um, and so it's it it's not going to do anything but put more money into the to the state's pocket, which helps conservation efforts. And and really, when you think about it. Um, like like we said earlier, a tag's a tag. So this goes against your buck tag in yeah in Tennessee. Yeah. The only thing in Tennessee is if you <clears> kill a deer in Tennessee that has CWD, then you don't have to use that tag. They give you they issue right. you another tag yeah. if it's positive for CWD. Right. Right. So I mean that's that's one thing, but um, but a tag's a tag for the most part out there. Mm-hmm. You go out there and kill a buck in velvet that goes against your tags. Yeah. For gotcha for the year. So you're really not losing anything. Um, right. A tag in Tennessee is 320 bucks, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not cheap no. either. No. So, but it's, it's a pretty good tag though. Like, like you can kill, 
you can kill uh, I think a couple bucks and kill it just depends on where you're at in the state of Tennessee you can kill up three three a day three does a day three does a day and um and then on public land with a rifle yeah you can kill three does a day god bless Tennessee it's amazing (laughs) I mean mean, it really is cool so you've got that you've got turkeys you get your turkey license at the same time yep um just a cool all-around state. I love the state of Tennessee for the most part. It's a kind of a sportsman's paradise. Yeah. Um, so we're starting in Tennessee. Starting Tennessee. And then you're going to be when it when's when, when's the Dakota hunts? I leave two days after I get back from really? Tennessee. Yes. Okay. So um, praise the Lord for self-employment. You know, <laughs> like I'm I'm truly like loving this part of it guys you're gonna see a lot more hunting content from barker this year (laughs) (laughs) or or you you may not just depends on how the self-employed goes so so one thing i've learned about self-employment is that um you'll do a lot of you'll sacrifice a lot of things to be able to put food on the table (laughs) because now food on the table is my responsibility completely 100 i can't depend on a, a steady paycheck from anything Right. I have to work for it. So right. uh, the thing I'm noticing is like my kind of a mind, mindset shift mm-hmm. in that I'm I'm like, man, I really I really would love to go up to Tennessee and scout, but I really need to do this job, <laughs> you know. And so uh, you kind of have to adult for a little bit. And, yeah, but you've been putting that. out the White Hawk Creative Man's been putting out some incredible content. Oh, dude, right. shameless plug. Anybody shameless who, plug. Anybody who needs uh, any type of website design, graphic design, um, video work, whatever, uh, look up whitehawkcreative.co.co. And uh, good stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying it. I'm staying super busy. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, I actually am. Uh, I, I've got a really cool opportunity. I, mm-hmm. I'll be able to share more about later but uh just recently this, this week got a really cool opportunity to do some work for a very very influential influential yes uh person that probably a lot of you uh know i think on yeah. youtube they have a youtube channel and it's it's uh, not in the hunt community either, yeah it's which not is cool. it's not a hunting brand or anything but it's a bit it's big it's yeah. like almost 10 million subscribers on youtube and I felt dumb because I had no idea who they were. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be awesome, man. So got that opportunity coming up, which is pretty cool. Been doing a lot of contracts, which is neat, and it's allowing me. I'm hustling right now, man. Trying to hustle mm-hmm. before season gets started, so once it gets here, I can. So two days after Tennessee, go. you bounce. To uh, the... Yeah, I fly up to North Dakota and do that man. hunt, man. Um, All so right. I'm that... gonna I'm gonna be in Georgia. Okay. I am. I, when does Georgia open? Um, September 15th-ish, I think. September 15th? Yeah. That sounds right. Um, the, but their rifle season in Georgia opens like October something. Like yeah, it's, it, it starts early. Yeah, it does. Um, I I bought a tag last year, and one of the cool things about the state of Georgia is that the uh, tag is 365 days. So it's not, you know, like Alabama, you have to re-up. Mm-hmm. And it's a certain time period yeah. for the rest of the year. Well, in the state of Georgia, it's it's, it's not like that. And so my um, my 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 license goes through first uh, of October. And so my brother lives over there. So we're gonna try and um, I hunted some there last year and messed up on a doe on some public land over there. And so we're gonna um, I'm gonna try to do that early season. So early I'll, season Georgia is fun. Yeah. Um, and 
when I lived in Georgia, my big that buck right there, mm-hmm. my biggest buck ever came out of Georgia. Yeah. And so did uh that one right there, yeah. same season. And uh, there's just a Georgia's a sleeper state, man, especially on the public land yeah. up there. Like, man, there's some good deer. It's in it, Georgia. It's some good deer. Uh, it's it's real nice hardwoods, and I know there's certain parts of the state that are rough, you know, in the terms of like hills and hollers and stuff like that. But I mean, overall, it's not too bad you know mm-hmm. from from a um um getting up and down type of perspective you know and so yeah it's not um, it's not the worst i mean it's not the worst it, it's 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 mountainous and yeah it's it can be a little intimidating in spots but yeah. it's not terrible yeah and the the spot that that we're at my brother has a lease that connects to public and you can only enter through that one gate and so um and and and, and it's right on the lake and it's it's a pretty sweet little setup that that i have over there so hopefully get over there and i'll i'll whack something over there too and um um, did you learn anything last year about like obviously what we hunt here is is pretty hilly Mm -hmm. you know there's mountains and yeah uh, not not mountains i would say but bluffs and i mean it's steep what we hunt here um you go to georgia and it's a little bit more intense than what we have here Mm -hmm. in that northern georgia area did you learn anything last year that you plan to try different this year no, because um, the way it's set up over there, it's there's a uh, there's a big field on top where, where they feed at night, and so it's it's kind of like classic almost Midwest like bed to feed type deal, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so there's a field up top where they feed in at night. I walked out. I walked the boundary of the um, uh, big crop field up there, and then it drops off into a draw that heads right into the lake, mm-hmm. and so there's drainage coming off of that. So that's where I set up was in between those drainages, um, kind of like what we do here sometimes, you know. And so coming off of either coming off or coming to the crop field up top, coming down. So I kind of treated that crop field like we do cutovers here. Yeah. That, that's kind of the best way that I can describe it is using that crop field as a cutover. Because we, we don't, I mean, this this thing was, it's, it's, a, it's a private field. It's huge. And so we don't have, at least in our area, we don't have a whole lot of big, huge crop fields like that. Right. You know? Yeah. But we have big, huge cutovers. And so. And which are, which are full of food. Which are full of food. And so that's what I kind of used it as. And so, um, but, but also there and just talking with my brother and everything, um, there, even probably more so than here, acorns really matter there. Like, I mean, it, it was pretty cool to see the amount of, of deer sign that started popping up when the acorns started dropping over there. And, and so, um, um, so that was, that was interesting. And so, um, lo- was really looking for feed trees, um, early on and then hunting off of that bed to feed pattern there and using the, using the lake as a, uh, kind of as a pinch point for it too. So it was I'm I'm excited about getting over there. Georgia's a great tag too, man. You can kill a, a black bear with, with your tag. You can kill turkeys. You can kill, I think it's two bucks and like three five does. I mean it's it's a it's a great tag. I mean especially for guys living in Tennessee, Alabama. Um, now we ain't even talked about this. South Carolina's already started their season. So it's Florida. Florida's already started South their season. Florida. I mean, like, like the low country boys over there are like popping at stuff right now. I've actually we're so I'm recording this evening. With uh, with some guys from South Florida, mm-hmm. Everglades, yeah, uh, and they've already started hunting. 
I I saw where um the, um that that Chasing Tales podcast guy I don't, I don't know his name um um yeah. that that one dude he's 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 a ginger or something like yeah, that kind of lame yeah um he posted a guy a guy killed one um uh, actually a kid killed a a four point on a WMA I saw down that there, and I, I thought I it was that. awesome yeah I mean I love it and so it's cool watching the watching the the deer pigs start to it is come in it, it's it's cool when like you can tell there's genuine like that kid was joy just like, joy bro like just straight the up the fact that they killed a buck they're like oh my gosh and, this is amazing and it, it didn't matter the antler size I love those pigs man the, the you know like the ones I can't stand are like the ones that try to prop their deer up and extend their arm way out and try to make yeah. it all you know bigger and all that stuff and what it really is and man dude if you if you if you want to pull the trigger, pull the trigger, you know? And so, but... Um, the thing about that one that was weird is that... Uh, not weird, but just different, is that the guy said he aged the deer at like four and a half Yeah, or a four and a half, four point. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. They said the body size was just massive for the deer yeah. out there. Yeah, um, Like 150, 175 pounds or something like that. Yeah, four point. Um, yeah, which is... It's just pretty cool. It it is pretty cool. I, I don't. I mean, so shout out to the, you know, Chase at Chasing Tales. Um, you know, so uh, for doing a great job on that. So so, so we've got uh, North Dakota, which speaking of terrain is di- way different than than what I'm doing than what I'm. I normal, I just, just want to see doing. some landscape shots, bro. Like whenever you go out there, just like it's just it's there's nothing. You know, it's I just know, but crops that, and cattails. It's big country, man. And big sky. Big, huge <clears throat> country. Like, it's just cool. So that'll be neat. So how are y'all going to hunt? So how are you going to use tactics out there? Place you've never been, right? <laughs> never been? Never been. And and so, um, and and I understand it's, it's private. And, and so there's, there, there's things that you'll do there that. Yeah, um, and I don't mind talking about it either. No, I don't mind. People, people will say what they want. Uh, I don't mind talking about it either, um, mostly because I don't really have anything to prove to anybody. We're talking like, about the golden nuggets. Yeah, the the golden yellow acorns. Yellow acorns. Um, so, aka corn piles. Yeah, in in uh, in North Dakota, it's legal to bait on private land, mm-hmm. and so what we did is we prepped a, a bunch of spots with cheap sticks, put predator platforms. It really makes life pretty great when the creators of the predator platforms. Um, are hunting this place so we just took a pile of predators and hung them up for a hunter trail camera or a, a camera guy two of them with some cheap sticks threw them up there preset with the bait pile the corn pile yeah you know 15 yards away yeah um which is gonna be i mean i haven't done that in a while uh, i haven't hunted over corn jeez i mean i hunt over corn when i hunt with my dad in, in texas, texas. But we, I mean, he's got feeders set up all over the place out there. I'm trying to remember the last time I hunted it, though. It, I don't think I got to hunt it at all last year. I may not have got to hunt it the year before that. Yeah. But and guys, full full disclosure, we don't we don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. I don't, if, I don't if you want to hunt over corn, I hunt over corn when I when I'm when I'm on my club. Like you've heard us say it a thousand times. If it's legal. Do it, like yeah, you know. You and want to do it? My just don't thing, bash so, nobody. So my deal. I was talking to Greg but you're, about you're, it. You're going to get bashed, though. Oh yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll it's, it's going to happen. I'll get negative yeah. comments on it, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Um, but I was talking to Greg about it, and uh, I was like, you know, it's just so far different from what I do normally. Because um, normally I'm trying to figure deer out on public land and blah blah blah. He was like, listen. He's like, 
you've got a full season of public land grinding, <laughs> working hard, being miserable, that you get to look forward to. He was like, just take the easy one. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point, that's man. A good point, <laughs> that's man. a really good point. Like, sometimes, so I've, I've maintained this opinion for a long time of, uh, like, killing a deer in any situation. Killing a deer is more fun than something else, than almost anything else. In any situation. Mm-hmm. High fence hunting. I, I don't I can't afford it, so I would I wouldn't do it. If somebody invited me to go and hunt a high fence, I might do it. Might not put a video up because it just wouldn't be worth dealing with people. But regardless, killing a deer and going out and hunting and and killing a deer, shooting your bow, whatever, is still more fun than X. I would rather go and kill a deer in almost every scenario mm-hmm. than go to Six Flags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Six yeah. Flags is still fun. Yeah, I like yeah. going to Six Flags, but I would rather kill a deer. Yeah. You know, I like to hunt. Yeah. I like to do that. Also, stuff. killing a deer's like, like we, you don't kayak two miles just to go, you know what, I got a good workout in. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like, I mean, that's that's cool. It adds to the experience, uh-huh. you know, and it and makes you want to come back for the next one. But, like, like let's not get things twisted, guys. Like, we... We enjoy killing deer, you yeah. know, and so like I said, y'all, if as long as you don't have them strung up next, you know, like on the, uh, you know, pine yeah. tree, you know, and the high fence thing would be, it would be a very specific type of high fence operation <clears throat> that I would want to go and hunt, but it does not change the fact that killing deer is fun. Shooting your bow into a target is fun, right? Yes. So shooting your your not bow, cutting your finger though. Yeah, not cutting your finger open, preferably. Um, so this is going to be a different kind of hunt. I'm going to put it up, put it on the channel. I would. People are going to, some people might like it. Some people might not. I really don't care. I'm going to take the easy one. And I, I say easy, it's still dependent on the deer. You know, like the deer have to get up and move. So, yeah. um, but I do have some ideas for it to uh, maybe try to do something different. than mm-hmm. like the evenings are probably going to be, set up in those preset spots right, right. with a camera guy and, right. and all that. But in the morning So you're times, not going to be self-filming, or, or will you? I, I might be some. some yeah. uh, you know, they have – Tethered has interns that are going to be there filming and all that stuff. But uh, So I might be self-filming mm-hmm. some of it. I might have a camera guy for some of it. But in the mornings, typically people don't hunt, like, right. spots. So I'm going to try ground game stuff. There's a lot of public land around it, and most of the public land is cattail marshes. And that's where a lot of these deer are living. They're living yeah. in those cattails. And um, so I might try some glassing type mm-hmm. strategy where I try to glass tips of antlers, bed it up in those cattails, and then yeah, work that, on doing a stalk. That is one thing I would love. Because, I mean, here here in the south, I know I know the, the untamed fellas do it up there in West mm-hmm. Virginia, but they're – their land really lays out for that here. Yeah. Here it just doesn't. And so I would love to be able to add that to the toolbox. You know, you've got, you can do a lot of the cornrow yeah. uh, style of hunting where you basically just move slowly through those rows of corn where a lot of the deer are living and bedding yeah. at. Yeah. So I'm going to try some things that yeah, are going to be a little fun. more hardcore, but um, likely the deer that I kill is going to be like, I'll probably mess up a lot of opportunities doing this spot and stock ground stuff yeah but it would be cool yeah Yeah. that'd be that'd be fun i i I would definitely get more enjoyment out of that than than shooting one over a a a bait pile but at the end of the day i really don't care so that's my that's then 
I've got then you'll be in you'll be in Georgia mm-hmm. the that second part of September. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything planned unless I go up for the opener of Tennessee um, mm-hmm. and hunt public somewhere in Tennessee, which I've done that the last couple of years, so I might do it again if I can. But I've got my anniversary is September twenty second, so it really, yeah, I, I really try to yeah not do anything because once October gets here, October first. Alabama opens. Alabama opens. So we'll both be doing Alabama, I'm to sure. To the grind then, yep. After that, um, October 23rd, I've got Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a good trip. Yeah. It's going to be a really good trip. Yeah. Um, the way that this is working is my wife has given me the – she's given me permission, which is pretty great. She's a saint. Um because a lot of women wouldn't do this. Uh, but she she said that it was okay for me to go. So I have that. I have that on the Kentucky trip, October 23rd through the 29th, I think, is the mm-hmm. technical dates yeah. of that trip. And then um, I'm doing a hunt with Spartan Forge in Pennsylvania on November the 11th, I think. So I, I, I was just talking to my wife. I was like, man, I'm going to have to go up. Then come back home, mm. then drive all the way back up yeah. a week later to go and hunt uh, Pennsylvania. And I was just kind of talking through it. And I was like, or I could hunt and then just hunt somewhere else for a week. <laughs> and, then, and then hunt again. And then hunt again up in, up in uh, Pennsylvania. PA. And uh, she was like, okay. Wait, Really? <laughs> and then you have to decide as a husband, you're like, what kind of okay is that? Is yeah, that like, is that, yo, is that, like is that a, a I'm okay? fine? Is that I'm fine? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, so I've, I've like continuously since that, that day been like, are you sure? Like, are you positive that this is okay? Yes. Yeah, be great. Be great. Go out and have fun. Like, I'm like, okay. Are okay. you sure? <laughs> are you positive? And every day, are you sure I can go? Yeah. Like, is that still okay? Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be great. So either, either she's gonna be gone when I get back, or like gone to like to her parents or something. Not yeah. like not like gone. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's like I'm gonna go take a week too. You know. Yeah. So. That, that's what I mean. Like she she might be gone like on vacation. Right. When I get back or something. But anyway, um. So I'm here's my plan. Okay. And so it, that's that's kind of that's that's the first rutcation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the I guess you'd call it Midwest. So my plan is to do Kentucky until I kill. Right. Until I'm successful here. I'm gonna, Which could be early. It could be quick or it could take a long time. Yeah. It was fairly quick last year uh, on the rut hunt. Um, I think I killed on day three or so. Yeah. Um, after scouting for pretty much two days, yeah. I went in and was able to kill a deer, a good one. Um, I'm going to start off in that spot. I'm not going to scout. Right. I'm going to go there to that spot, set up, and scout the whole area. Because those guys, if you haven't watched that video, go back and watch it. There's Parker kills and then videos another big deer, two big deer. Two other like, ones within 20 minutes. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was hot last year. It was hot. That spot was hot last year. The terrain lays out well. Um, I have had to deal with people on YouTube who watch the video and – it, it it really is annoying how forward people are about I'm gonna go there and hunt that spot. I know exactly where it's at. I'm gonna go hunt it. It's like 
Okay. Okay. You're you're lame. <laughs> if you can't go if you can't go to Kentucky in the rut and find a buck somewhere like or sit in a travel corridor. <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't go. <laughs> Anyways, but so I'm sure I'll have to deal with some of that and you know, find another area or something. But uh, so I plan to be there and then go to either Ohio or Indiana next after that. If I kill early in Kentucky and I'm I'm able to be successful, um, I'm kind of not taking no for an answer in Kentucky this year. So mm. I'm going to stay there. I have until November the 11th before I have to be in Pennsylvania. So mm. if it takes me till November the 11th to kill a buck in Kentucky, well, by, by God, I'm going to stay there till November the 11th. Kentucky you know? up to last year was your Achilles heel, you know, and so it uh-huh. was like. Like your truck would break down, like you get Lyme disease or something, yeah. you know, like, you know, a, a meteor would hit, um, something, it, it you know, was, it was rough. I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm going back and, uh, for the run, I'm not doing the early season hunt this year, Kentucky. So, um, after that, Indiana, uh, possibility of hunting with the dudes from the bow hunting league with Ben mm-hmm. and Matt, that that's a that possibility. Cool. Um, and I'll, I'll, pretty much do public land there then ohio mm-hmm. or vice versa i might do ohio first and go indiana just to, depending on what how everything works out um and then after that i've got pennsylvania and that's not really a hunt for me it's a it's a veteran hunt yeah. and uh, i'll be filming and that'd be cool going around with with one of the veterans that wins that's awesome or whatever and that's awesome uh so that'd be cool i might get to hunt some mm-hmm. if i get up there early I mean, if everything works out, then I'll get to Pennsylvania before that hunt starts, and I'll hunt early. Right, right. And and try to kill, you know, one before the before yeah. the the actual hunt. And then, do you do you you, you talked about going up to Illinois? I, I talked, yeah, and that's that's still very much a possibility. Is it's and and um, uh, it's it's just weighing out if and when and how. Um, that's that's an expensive tag. Um, yeah. there, there ain't no way around it. Five fifty or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think when it's all said and done, you're, you're gonna clear right around five hundred bucks. Does your wife know that? Yeah, it's that expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so, um, yeah, we, I don't, I don't keep anything from her. <laughs> I might tell her two weeks later, but I don't keep anything from her. And so, um, uh, so, uh, no. But she, I, I went three years ago with a pastor friend of mine up there, and um, can can still we've we've talked about it going again, and so it's just. Ironing all out, um, I, I have a uh, church retreat the second week of October, so I might have to either go, you know, that late October or first of November type deal. Um, but would like to start trying to go at least every couple years out to the Midwest, you know, um, whether that be Illinois or um, uh, Indiana would also be awesome. I know, and, and Ohio's got a cheap tag for like Ohio, I think it's like one hundred and seventy five bucks. For I know for a buck tag in Ohio, I mean, so it's yeah, it's, it's not expensive. It's stupid affordable. You yeah, know? the thing about Illinois is that I would have a place to stay. Like I, I you know, I would, um, and so that would take care of lodging and and all that. So we'll see. Hopefully, I'll be able to get out there and make it happen. So, but that's if you if, saw the biggest deer of your life in Illinois. I did a see the biggest deer in my life on public land, yeah. and it was like it was the first of November and. I would love to say like there was a whole lot of tactics in it, but I went in blind. I mean, I I, I looked at Onyx. There was a sixty acre spot of public land. Um, I drove to it. I parked, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, there's a ridge. Let me just get right there. 
And so and it was a ridge that ran all the way through it. So I'm like, maybe they'll use that coming back and forth. And when I got there and, and it got daylight, I could see that there was um, some thick stuff on top of it. And sure enough, they were using it. And I had a buck come up behind me and blow me. I didn't know what it was. I had three does come through. One of them was hot. And 30 minutes later, I see like a 140, um, 50 awesome. yards away. And I, I mean... I couldn't get him to stop, save my life. I did everything <laughs> I could possibly do. And so that would have been the one that was, yeah, I made an exception for my under 25. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that one I wanted to aim about three foot above its back and turned it loose, you know. And so, uh, but no, I wouldn't have done that, y'all. I'm just joking. Um, maybe. Um, and so, uh, but, so, yeah, there's there's some huge deer there, man. I mean, I've body size. The, the tag price is worth it. Yeah, te- the tag prices are hefty. I mean, there is no way around it. You're going to spend 500 bucks on your deer tag if you're a non-resident. And um, you can get over-the-counter archery um, there. Uh, and then if you wanted to go shotgun, you can you can do that too. But that's you. I don't think that's over-the-counter. That's 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 a draw just because that's pretty popular. Yeah. But it's also 500 bucks. Yeah. And so, um, and that's what's great about like Tennessee and Georgia and stuff. Like you don't have to buy two separate tags for archery and gun it's just you could one kill in tennessee you could you could legally kill patron stand shooting stuff so many deer according to shooter huh i said that this is called the patron state of shooting stuff oh yeah yeah man because uh, you can you, you can, can kill i mean if you killed deer. if you killed your two bucks plus three does every single day of that of that season in a lot of those places i mean i don't know how, how long their season is i know it's not short October no, it, no, till it, January. I think January first. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do the math. That's a that's a. Let's just do the math. Like, let's let's just do the math on like just you know normal guys you know that work a nine to five or a forty hour a week and they can hunt, they can hunt on the weekends. Weekend warriors, you know, and they they kill three three deer a weekend. You're you're let's, look- let's say let's say somebody. I want to do the math. I want to do the math on. Uh, on days. So okay. So their season opens in September or something. But let's just say it opens October first, mm-hmm. right? Let's just for the sake of math of math, which both of us are not good at. Uh, and let's say there's there's uh thirty days each month. There's thirty one days plus. Let's just say there's thirty. I'm telling you, Lowe's need to sell a bigger deep freeze for them guys. So that's there. 91 days, October, November, December, maybe, give or take. A couple 270 days. deer. No, 270, like 275 ish. Right? Was I off? No, you're probably right. Let's see, 91 times 30, 273. Plus your two plus bucks. Plus your tags. two bucks. So 275. Plus, if you kill on one of the bonus buck hunts, um, you get another buck tag. Like, so, so realistically, you could kill three hundred deer <laughs> because there's days in September. Yeah, that you can hunt. Whoa, <laughs> that's I a guess, lot of deer, man. Uh, yeah, so that's a ton of deer. That's a lot of deer. That's a ton of deer. Probably very few people are doing that, but um, I talked to an old guy at a boat ramp. I was turkey hunting last year, Tennessee. And uh, he was talking about his nephew or grandson or something. <laughs> and I was like, man, it seems like there's a lot of deer around here. He's like, oh, man. He said, my grandson, I think it was grandson. He said, my grandson killed 35 last year. 
And I was like, good Lord. <laughs> you know, like. Ms. Brown, it's down, literally. The, the dude almost <laughs> passed up my my lifetime <laughs> number in one season. Uh, uh, it's just. Tennessee's a great state, man. Great state. And there's the deer numbers to support it, really. I mean, there's yeah, and tons it, of and deer it, there. And it's cool because you get you get a wide range of habitat habitat types, too, from east to west. Like, it's, you know, it's it's just cool. It's old, ten, old Tennessee boys going to hate us. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're going to be like, y'all stay out of my state. Stay out of here. <laughs> Adam Cruz is flipping out right now. He, he's in Georgia it. now, isn't he? Uh-uh. He's, oh, he's, he's, in, he's in East. He's East in Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Adam, yeah, it's just Around, Adam, though. Close to Georgia, but. Um, all right, so moving forward, we're, we're running short on time. After that, it's pretty much just Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama rut kicks in. Yep. Beginning of no, uh, end of November, beginning of December. Yep. I am changing it up this year. Okay. Tell when me it about comes it. to, I kind of started it last year, um, staying out of the hot spots. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I finally got it to where I think I know on my club when when the rut is. And so, um, so I'm not going to hunt that at all. Unless I take my kids with me, you know, but, um, uh, I'm not going to hunt that at all until the rut. And so, uh, I'm pretty much going to go public or permission piece. I got, I got little spots. Like I got little five acre spots. People in my church be like, I was talking to a guy the other day, uh, uh, dude that works at Vans, mm-hmm. um, younger, younger guy yeah. that works at Vans that lives around that area. Yeah. Vans in Coleman, Alabama. Yeah. 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 And, uh, we were talking, he lives off that road, mm-hmm. um, I got permission to hunt a five-acre spot, like, right next to his house. Yeah. Yeah. Where you shot that doe and the Mm -hmm. arrow hit a pontoon boat or something like that. Um, So, we were talking about it, and I was like, I got a buddy that hunts around there. (laughs) And uh, and then I I went up to another property. I was like, he also has permission to hunt around here. I was like, do you know Drew Robbins? He was like, yeah, that joker's got permission to hunt all over the freaking place. (laughs) And, and guys, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, People in our church um, be like, "Yeah, Pastor, you, 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 I got does everywhere. Come, come." And I'm like, "And listen, I ain't ever seen a doe that I ain't like, you know." So like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I got I got little permission spots. So that's my plan. I'm gonna bounce around those little five acre or or the public pieces, and I'm gonna save save the ones that are produced over the last couple of years for me till the moment that's you know there. Man, so, it's such a good it's such a good practice to do that. Now it's hard. It takes a lot of it takes years of work and dialing in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm still completely for going out and finding new areas. Yeah. Like that's a thing. Right. But but I know typically I know the spots that are going to produce. Right. And through using something like like Spartan Forge, for example, right using that deer prediction stuff. I mean, it's accurate, dude. Like it is it is spot on. Yeah. You can find the times when those areas are going to be the best. Right. Now, I know them. Right. I know the the wind directions, I know the weather. Now, this is the, after what? 3 or 4 of years of being there, right? Yeah, so, 5. Yeah, yeah. So guys, don't don't just think after 1 year. You know, there's so Parker's saying there's 5 years of intel gone into And this. last year was the first year that I could go in right and be confident with the right. with that decision. And if if somebody watched Southern Ground through the season last year, you can kind of see how that worked for me. Right. I I hunted significantly less last year than I ever have. Um but it was 
it was quality time. Yeah, yeah, it was the it was the same for me. Like I, I mean, I I hunted a lot less, and th- and this was during a pandemic where you there was a lot of people out in the woods, uh-huh. more more than what was normal, um, and and so. But I also think on the flip side of that though, too, Parker, is that hunting this way in the sense of staying out of your known hot spots. It actually frees you up to go discover new places. That's exactly what I do. You know, in, always in, in the sense of like looking at like a forty-acre public piece and going, "I ain't hunted there, but I'm not gonna go burn this spot. So why not just go in here?" You and know, it, dude, it's there's times you got to make educated choices. Right. You know, you can't just say, "Here's forty acres, let's see what's there." Yeah, you got to find the things that you know. Right. Either you were there. I, this is pretty typical for me. Turkey season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in, and that's when I'm gonna cover a lot of ground. Turkeys are turkeys, and you know, there's habitat things with turkeys, right. but a lot of it you don't know until you go. So I check out a lot of property during turkey season and mark Always a lot of for stuff edges. for deer season. Yeah. And when I go in, um, when I go into an area, a lot of times you don't know anything. You don't know what the wind is going to be until the day of. Right. I kind of have an idea of when I want to, like, what conditions I want to go into one of my hot spots. Mm-hmm. And... If it's not those conditions, I'm still going to hunt. Right. Like I, if I got a day to hunt, I'm going to go hunt. Right. But I just might go somewhere else. You right. know, I'll go check out one of these places that I found during turkey season. Right. And and try to hunt it, try to figure it out. And sometimes I've had times where I've killed deer on those first sits in an area. Mm-hmm. But it's just got to be an educated educated decision. You can't I wouldn't I wouldn't waste a day of hunting on an area that doesn't even that has nothing on the map that looks good. Right. You know, there very well might be something there. Right. When you see it with your eyes, that looks good. But I'm just not going to burn a, a day that I have to hunt right. to go and take a guess. Right. I'll burn turkey hunts right. to do that because turkeys might still be there right. or in the area. So um, I've got a couple that I found this turkey season. I didn't hunt my. Uh, I didn't hunt my main deer area mm-hmm. public area during turkey season much this year i went somewhere else spent my time a lot more wisely mm-hmm. um but I've, i found a few areas and and there's just a i have loads of spots that i haven't been to from past yeah you know scouting past times and i, I haven't uh deer hunted a lot of them so i've got plenty of spots i mean it it takes years to be able to to be able to kind of right. narrow everything down but in those years I mean, this is good for anybody who's just getting started with the public land type stuff. In those years, I was still successful because I was making educated choices. Right. You know, I was going into spots right. with with an idea of what what works. Right. You know, and so I still killed deer, still saw a lot of deer in these places. Last year, I was just able to say, I'm going to make the most out of these areas. Right. And I'm going to go into these hot spots these like hot trees that i know are going to produce and i'm just gonna i'm only going to go to them whenever the time's right i think i hunted um two two days Mm -hmm. with my rifle yeah like in the first day i saw a good buck in a spot um probably should have shot him i didn't shoot him because i couldn't really tell Mm -hmm. where he was at um and then I got to looking at my rifle and the barrel was pitted out with rust and stuff because the last time I used it was Hurricane Laura in Tennessee. So, um, and I just procrastinated cleaning it and just didn't clean it. And so the, I looked at the barrel and I was like, "Hmm, well that's not good." So yeah. I went and bought a new rifle the next day 
Then the next day I tagged out. Yeah. That's not because I'm so good. Right. Right. It's because I played last year really smart and and safe, really, in a lot of ways. I was aggressive it, when I needed to be aggressive. It takes aggressive. a lot of discipline. That, that, that was my thing because I was, for, for the longest time, I was the guy that, like, I chose – quantity over quality in, mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like, man, I was going to go every afternoon, every afternoon. Well, there's, 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 that's cool if you can do that, but if you got spots, if, yeah, if you got spots, you can, but, but I just know for, for me, you know, with balance with three kids now, wife, work, all this stuff that I want to maximize my time or not, not even my time. I want to maximize my opportunities to kill, you know? So that might mean that I might not go every afternoon during the week because i know hey on friday forecast wind is this or this cold front's here and i know last year on the cold front i saw some deer in in this spot so what i'll do is instead of going hunting i might just go either go scout around which is driving around looking at some stuff or get on maps and actually not hunt Mm -hmm. but then go kill on friday or saturday you know and um and so but it's it's hard, man, because just like you said, like if if you got a if if you got you know a couple hours in the afternoon and and the conditions are right, sure, go hunt. But if the, if the conditions are not right, don't go hunt. You know, like use your time spent somewhere else. Better. Yeah, if you don't have the if if you're in like a situation like you and a lot of guys, kids, mm-hmm. family, work, right, and it's more valuable for the times when it is right. Yeah, for you to just stay home. Yeah, that's a that's a no brainer. I think. But if you have a lot of areas that you want to go, go check man. out, go. go to them. Um, don't wait for the right conditions to go check out a spot no, unless no. you know. I thought it was very interesting at the round table. Michael Perry's like, yeah, I don't care about the wind. I, I just go hunt. I'm like. Yeah. yeah I mean, And you can't Jamie argue with success. That. Yeah, like, Jamie I mean, says that. Uh, a lot of guys do. A lot, a lot of guys that hunt around here that are successful – they Say just don't that. because because you can't like last year. So go if you go watch the video of me and my dad. Uh, my dad killed a spike spike buck. Last Probably year. one of my favorite hunts last it's, year. It, it is my favorite just because hunt like last year. that's how I like to hunt. Like your dad was like three foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah. I like to be three foot off the ground. You know, like I just I just loved it. It was your dad. Everything uh, about it. Everything but, about it is awesome. But one of the things that I said in it when on the day that we went in to hunt that spot. Um, I say it to the camera on the video. As soon as we got out of the boats, I was like, you know, wind's forecasted to not be good at all for this area. But this year, the wind direction has been wrong every single time. So we're just going to go. Yeah. We're just going to go into this spot, throw a Hail Mary. We get there. Wind's perfect. Yeah. And and a lot of it is the wind was probably forecasted right. But in those it hills blows, and hollers, it, it, does, hills. it yeah. does all kinds of different stuff. So, But our wind was money for that area um and so i think you you really have to you have to know what it does in that how it swirls how it does i i tend to put more into thermal than anything i think so because the majority of deer movement is going to happen right there early or late Late. so your winds are going to be died down a little bit um thermals are going to come into play a whole lot more unless it's just exceptionally windy yeah that day which if if it's exceptionally windy a lot of times it'll be more accurate because right. it won't swirl as bad because right. the wind is right is is heavy um but i mean you you really have to i use a lot of thermals now during the rut it don't matter you know 
I have – it does matter, I think, for me. No. I, I, I've been busted by a doe. I was about to shoot a really good buck two years ago. It's another fun hunt to watch because I ended up shooting a buck that day. Mm-hmm. I was about to shoot a big buck, um, and he was right behind a doe coming right at me. From the top of the ridge, they were coming right at me. And I just caught a glimpse of his rack. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she somehow got a, got my wind, and she froze and booked it out of there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I actually kind of like, and it's, it might sound a little bit d- different, I like a swirling wind during the rut because I just think that that means the scent's going, like her scent is going everywhere. That's a good take. You know, and, and so um, – and and two like you're, I mean we've we, we've all been there like we've all been drawn we've all been beat down on a buck, and all of a sudden like you get that wind hitch in the back of the neck, you know, and it's like the one time all day, you know, and then hitch in the back of the neck and the deer throws up his head and then he bounces and your hunt's over, and so I don't know during during the rut I think you can almost just there, there's I mean yeah there's there's tactics definitely. But you can almost just get in a good travel corridor and just sit and just you know, and just let. The best thing about what we do with mobile hunting, and we'll we'll try to wrap it up pretty quick right here. But I think you're right. Um, the best part about mobile hunting is a lot of areas you have the ability to set up in that area depending on the wind. Right. You know. If, you can make your wind sometimes. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can set up for a shot opportunity, especially if you know what the deer typically do in that spot. Right. And through that area, you can set up based on yeah. based on that. Now, it, it makes life a little bit more difficult when you've got ridges that do certain things. Mm-hmm. That makes it difficult. Or if you hunt a lot of property lines, which I do. Right. Um, yeah. it, it's harder. But a lot of times, you can, you have setups for multiple wind directions. And I can't, I can't think of any spot that I have that would just be only huntable on one wind direction like most of them you you have options yeah yeah and to get there. I, I actually i always look for that too you know what i'm saying like i i don't want to pigeonhole myself in the sense of like okay this has to now there's there there is one spot on my club where, where i killed that buck where it it has to be a east wind mm-hmm. i mean there, there ain't no other way around it yeah which is a very unique wind we don't normally you don't see a whole lot of east but um but the first east wind on a cold front that I get this year, I know where I'm going, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and so you have some things that you have to put into play, too. And I, I hate to even this is a bigger conversation. Early season, it's different during the rut. You know, their bedding is different. Mm-hmm. They're on their feet a lot more during the day. And so you're not really having to key as much in on bedding areas and points and stuff like that. Early season, though. It's all a giant puzzle piece, and you're trying to put all these things together, and you've got a buck, a, especially a good one, especially mm-hmm. a mature deer, is going to be, is going to be, you're going to be more hunting his core area if you want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, yeah. and so hunting in his core area is going to be, you have to be mindful of your wind, mm-hmm. so what, where your wind direction is going. But you also have to be in be mindful of would he even be in this spot on this wind? So you have to set up for his wind. Which is which is why you hear bedding. like a lot of guys on YouTube say 
he's like off wind, like he's barely off wind. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because because you do, and that's why early season's so difficult, and that's why a lot of the guys we've had on our podcast, like they're like, yeah, man, we just we're just we're just rut hunters, and like because that's the best. We all know that's the best time to kill deer, mm-hmm. you know. But I think the funnest time to kill a deer is an early season. It's a hundred percent. I couldn't disagree more um, with uh, uh, the guys in the in the panel last week. Uh, uh, I think it was Wes, maybe that said, "If you kill a buck in the early season, you're, you're just, it's then just it's luck. just all luck." Yeah. I disagree with that, yeah. um, and, and and not in a way that is disrespectful to him or any of those guys that do that that's they're they're right in the way that the best time to capitalize is the rut right but the funnest time to kill a deer if you can if you kill a deer consistently in the early season if you kill a buck in the early season like that consistently that's a skill thing man it it is skill sometimes it's luck for some people it is luck they're just in the right place at the right time but if you're doing it consistently it's not all. It's not always luck. No, no. You're you're figuring something out. You know you're you and and you've got guys like Andre DeQuisto, who loves him and Cody love hunting the early season. Yeah. October, early October is when they think is the best time to go in and kill a mature. That's buck documented in his, too. In that's that's not area. That, that's what they've said. They, yeah, they say yeah, that. So it's not. Um, and they do it. So I, I think there's I think there's a uh, Bobby Worthington said something that I disagree with it, for the most part one of the greatest podcasts we've ever done, but he said that, I think his exact words were if somebody's killing big bucks consistently in early season then they're probably doing something illegal yeah, yeah. and I was like eh. yeah no and he's he's just a rut hunter mm-hmm. you know and that's and that that that's totally cool guys I know I know I mean that's kind of what we all dream of doing is chasing the rut you know um, yeah. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing this fall some in the Midwest just a little bit, you know. Um, but, dude, there's something about, man, early season. If you can catch them coming out of the thicket and you can thump them. Oh, it feels good. Man, it's just – or or even – I mean, yeah, it's just it, it's just good. It's it, just feels, good. it feels good. So, guys, good, get on Southern Ground um, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and tell us what your plans are. Like, where are you going – um, is if, I would love to hear if anybody's going to like Alaska or something. That would that's Heck like, yeah. that would be awesome. Um, but and then also rut or early season, which one? You know, which one? Yeah, and, Drew, you should put a post on whenever this podcast comes out, uh, like a poll or something. A poll. Put a put poll. A, what's your a, favorite time to hunt? Put a poll. Early season, late season, or early season rut or late season? I just do it right now. You want me to do it right now? Do it right now. Do it right now. Um. So, yeah, I think that's going to be it. We can wrap it up with that. Make sure you check us out, like Drew said, on Facebook, Instagram, at Southern Ground Hunting, on YouTube, on the tubes. Um, and uh, if you'd like to support the show, this is cool. We haven't really talked about it other than that little bitty spot at the beginning. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Southern Ground Hunting and do it there. We've got a couple of different options that you can do there. And uh, I plan to make that a really cool benefit for people who uh, support the show. Um, I'm really using the, the the Walter Lee model of Patreon. He has done a really, really cool job. Who? who? <laughs> Who's that? The, no, that's nobody oh, in okay. Florida. I didn't, I didn't, uh, he's, I didn't done a, he's done a really good job with it. I'm actually a, a patron on his show. Um, and uh, Oh, that's, that's Chase's. Chase's, Chase's, show. Chase's okay. podcast. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, 
But, um, man, we, we're going to do a lot of cool giveaways, uh, one-on-one conversations with uh, with diff- with our patrons. Uh, I've got one scheduled with a guy, our newest one. Um, he's doing a hunt in Kentucky, and we're going to go over maps and things like that. And uh, just have a good time. We've got a Marco Polo group that you can be a part of. If you sign up, you uh, you get a T-shirt, which is cool. Get a decal, which is neat. Waiting on decals right now, currently. But got some uh, new hats. Got some new hats. Those which, aren't which we almost sold out all all of our new ones. Yeah, yeah. We got some new stuff coming in. We got some new hats coming in. Drew has taken it on himself to uh, be the hat maker. The hat maker. What's a hat? There's an actual name for a hat maker, isn't there? There is. Like a cobbler makes shoes. What's a hat maker? Hold on. What is? Let's go to Google. Well, it's probably just going to be hat maker. <laughs> Google.com. What is a hat maker called? A milliner. I'm a milliner. You're a mill. Luke. Uh, Luke. I almost called you Luke. Dang. That's rough. It is rough. <laughs> That's rough. Hey, I will accept that. Luke. Luke's thin. <laughs> Luke's a good dude. Luke is a good uh, dude. Drew is a milliner. <laughs> He is the Southern Ground Milliner. Southern Ground Milliner. Um, so Drew's making a lot of cool hats, and uh, we're gonna have some new ones up for sale. Oh, so. also shout out to Ryan Boykin, dude. That Gator that he posted on Southern Ground Forum with that's the shirt. That's pretty cool. That's that's awesome, man. Oh wait, is he wearing the Southern Ground shirt? Yeah, he's in wearing that? the Southern Ground shirt in that. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's the first thing I saw was that, and then Shoot. and then I saw the Gator. So congrats, dude. That's awesome, man. Twelve and a half foot, five hundred five pounds. Golly, on the Gator. Man. That's a big old lizard. Yeah. Gosh, it is. That's cool. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to take advantage of our milliner's time. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot. I got to go mill some stuff. He's got a lot of milliner's to do. Got to go milliner's to do. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, new canoe and scree gear you can keep up with southern ground hunting by following us on facebook and instagram or you can subscribe to us on the youtube channel make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch hats t-shirts stickers stuff like that i truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you here again next week remember this god gave you dominion over the birds of the air the fish of the sea and the beasts of the earth so go out and exercise that dominion we'll talk to you next time